Hello all, it's Dr. C again, welcoming you to Neurology This Week. Most summaries about neurology are created by individual journals and have low scope, or they go too much into statistics and miss the clinical relevance. I simply could not find anything that's short, comprehensive, and dedicated for the clinically-minded neurologist. So, I created one. Every week, I review over 100 published articles from prominent journals and news sources to bring you the most clinically relevant advances happening right now. In addition, the Studies in Focus section provides an in-depth look at the most influential papers of our generation and discusses the revolutionary impact they've had on our clinical practice. And for those who are still learning, the board review segment takes on 5 to 10 questions and runs through the pathophysiology and reasoning needed to further your clinical understanding. I believe that together, we can deliver exceptional evidence-based care for all people suffering from neurological disorders. I hope you find this podcast useful, and please don't forget to leave me a review of things you liked or didn't like. Your honest feedback is the only way I can make it better. Okay, let's get started. All right, question number one. 63-year-old male presents with right-sided ptosis, right-sided face numbness, deafness, right-sided ataxia, and left arm and leg numbness. So she's presenting with a crossed syndrome, the right face, left body, gives you a clue that this may be something in the brainstem. The right-sided ataxia gives you a clue that this may involve the cerebellum. Her MRI, in fact, shows an infarct in the right middle cerebral peduncle that extends into the inferior cerebellum. What is the artery that's involved? And of course, the answer is the anterior inferior cerebellar artery. You know, the anterior inferior cerebral artery, or ICA, involves the middle cerebral peduncle. And uh, what this syndrome is describing is known as the caudal pontine syndrome. It has a lot of similarities with the lateral medullary syndrome, which comes from the pica, or the posterior inferior cerebellar artery. However, the posterior inferior cerebellar artery goes and supplies the inferior cerebellar peduncle, whereas the ICA supplies the middle cerebral peduncle. The superior cerebral peduncle, cerebellar peduncle, sorry, is supplied by the superior cerebral artery. The other differentiating factor here is that deafness is unique to the ICA. It's caused because the labyrinthine artery is a branch of the ICA um, that supplies the cochlear nerve. So if you have an infarct in the ICA, you hit the labyrinthine artery as well and you get deafness. PICA spares this and there is no deafness in the lateral medullary syndrome. Okay, question two. An 18-year-old boy comes in because he got stabbed in the back. He has right-sided arm and leg weakness, right-sided arm and leg decreased proprioception, and left-sided arm and leg decreased pain and temperature. So again, it's a cross syndrome. The right side has weakness from the corticospinal tract, has decreased proprioception from the dorsal column medial meniscus tract, and the left side has decreased pain and temperature because the spinothalamic tract on the left side has already decussated by the time um, that he, by the level of the spinal cord where he was stabbed. The question is, what is the location of the second order neuron for the patient's loss of position sense? 
So loss of position, meaning loss of proprioception, and that, as I already mentioned, comes from the dorsal column medial lemniscus tract. The tract's primary neuron is a bipolar neuron in the dorsal root ganglia that brings in proprioceptive input from the Meissner's, the Ruffini's, the Pacinian corpuscles, the Merkel's disc, all these things in the skin. It brings all of that proprioceptive input in and synapses onto a second-order neuron that's located in the nucleus cuneatus for the arms and the nucleus gracilius for the legs. Both of these nuclei are located in the caudal medulla. And so the answer here is caudal medulla. Question three. This is a 19-year-old female who presents with confusion, fever, and headaches. One week ago, she had diarrhea that was thought to be from food poisoning. You are suspicious of meningitis, like you should be, or a mass lesion, and you get a CT, but it's unremarkable. You get an EEG, it's unremarkable. You do an LP, it's unremarkable. What will the MRI show? The key here is a diarrheal illness preceded by these uh, symptoms of confusion, fever, and headaches. Normally, we think meningitis, we think viral meningitis, but let's say it's not meningitis. So the MRI will show multifocal demyelination, and this is a condition that we're referring to called ADAM. Right? ADAM can occur in adults and is usually preceded by viral infections, commonly GI infections, or even vaccinations. The symptoms are monophasic, and they can progress to seizures or coma, uh, but it's very classic MRI finding of multifocal demyelination that presents after diarrheal illness or something in the setting of confusion, fever, and headaches. The treatment for ADEM is steroids, which is first line. Um, and then if that doesn't work, then you can try Plex or IVIG. All right, question four. So a 44-year-old male presents with acute leg weakness. He was lifting a bag of cement and felt pain radiating to his right thigh. Your exam shows weakness in the bilateral hip and knee flexors and numbness in the back, buttocks, and perineum. Also hyporeflexia in the patellars and the Achilles and urinary retention. What is this? And the answer is cauda equina syndrome. Right? This is not conus medullaris, it's cauda equina. The difference between the two is very subtle. Cauda equina often has bowel, bladder, or sexual dysfunction with numbness in the perineal and saddle area, like our patient here. Conus medullaris, on the other hand, is anatomically higher than the cauda equina but it presents with less severe pain and only has perineal anesthesia without any bowel, bladder, or sexual symptoms. Question five. We have an 80-year-old male here with Alzheimer's. His wife has brought him in because he can't recognize her face, but he can recognize her when she talks to him over the phone. Where is the lesion? So this is one of the classic neurological syndromes that you may have read about is prosopagnosia, right? And the lesion is in the bilateral fusiform gyri. Alzheimer's disease is associated with temporal atrophy, and so that includes the fusiform gyri. And because Alzheimer's tends to be bilateral, it often presents with prosopagnosia. 
Recall some of the other syndromes or classic syndromes that you may be tested on are the Berlin syndrome, which presents with visual enosognosia, which is cortical blindness essentially, um, and that comes from bilateral medial occipital lobes. The Gershman syndrome, which presents with finger agnosia, acalculia, and right to left confusion, and that comes from the dominant parietal lobe. And then neglect, which is a syndrome of spatial disorientation, and that comes from the non-dominant parietal lobe. Thank you, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. And please leave a review. It's the only way I can make future episodes even better. Also, if you have questions or comments or just want to say hi, you can reach out to me directly on Twitter or Instagram at Amit Chowdhury MD or visit amitchowdhurymd.com. Okay, see you all next week.